Welcome back, people. My name is Conroy Smith, and I'm here with Tony Morton. And you guys tuned in to Authentically Us. At this point, you guys know the spiel. You're back with us. Hey, you know we decided to do this podcast during the pandemic. We wanted to talk about what it means to just be authentically us in every aspect, every area of our lives. And today... We have DJ G Baby, Gabe. He is one of my good friends. Him and I DJ together. Um, we went to college together. And just to get his raw, uncut. Ladies and gentlemen, this is uncut. This is, we recorded this late. So you're getting the raw, uncut, off hours work from Gabe. And the amount of wisdom, the amount of uh this gems he drops in this you guys do not want to miss it you do not want to tune out if you need to to pause so you can listen to it this is your time this is your opportunity yeah y'all so again thank you for uh listening to authentically us please lean in enjoy the show Oh, man. Hey, y'all. You guys are in for a great episode today for Authentically Us. I have one of my good friends. He is a DJ. He's a CEO of an entertainment company. He is an MC, (laughs) a sneakerhead. He does Winter Jam tours, extreme conferences, and recently he is a pup daddy. With no further ado, I got one of my great friends here, Gabe McGann, a.k.a. DJ G-Baby. Yeah, Gabe, uh, tell us about how you've uh, wrestled with uh, being black. Uh, I, I made mention of it earlier before we hit record. I didn't. Like, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> light skin my life was easier just right (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's so true Uh, you know you know it for me like i didn't know i was black honestly for a long time and that's like the crazy part right like i think my best friend when i was in like elementary his dad called me the n-word and i went home and my mom i told my mom i was like my friend jeffrey was like he's like his dad is calling me the n-word i was like i don't know what this like what does that mean he was like angry so he said it so obviously i would never heard the word before so i didn't i still didn't i didn't even know what it meant but he said it angrily so i just like assumed it was like a bad word and i told my mom and she was like don't worry about it you're not a nigga so don't don't take any like there's no fruit to it that's not who you are so mm-hmm. it it wasn't even explained to me correctly right that it was derogatory it was just like that's not mm-hmm. who you are so don't even worry about it so honestly having that mindset like it really desensitized me going through you know living in areas where predominantly white you know all white school basically you know private school public schools all my locations were predominantly white and it wasn't, I just didn't, I didn't operate like I was black. 
right? I just, mm. I just operated, you know? Yeah. And it desensitized me to all the, honestly, the racist stuff that I just assimilated and just grew up with, right? Like, yeah. it just didn't phase me until like, I went to college and like, it really woke, I really woke up, I was like, I look back and I'm like, wait, what? Did I just go through <laughs> just wow. experience, you know, when I really came into my own and felt confident to wear what I wanted to wear, be confident in, you know, how I talk, how I acted. Because it didn't, at that point, you know, especially like, Conrad, you know me now, like, I don't care. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm pulling up anywhere in my Jordans, in my hoodie, my sweatsuit, my ball cap. If you say sir you can't wear that here i i respond to them you must not like money because i was about to give you a lot of it tonight but mm -hmm. i'll take my business elsewhere yeah, <laughs> yeah. certainly fine goodbye yeah. <laughs> you know they wouldn't respond that way to jay-z <laughs> you know? that's true that's true i'm not jay-z but i don't care <laughs> you know i actually had a similar experience like that growing up and uh growing up too in a predominantly white area where mm -hmm. I went to go get the mail and we were living in a trailer car at the time. And this guy drove past in a truck, Confederate flags, and was like, go back to your, go back to your house, Charlie Cole. And I, I went home and told my, my, my mom about it as well. And my sisters and my mom just kind of laughed at me and was just like, like, it was almost like, what are you, what are you upset about? Like, why right, are right. you, why are you so upset about this? And right. similar to you, I feel like that did change my pers trajectory i should say like mm. oh okay i guess i guess it's i guess i'm just gonna it's okay like it's okay yeah. to, <laughs> if for people to kind of talk to me sideways right and just to right. brush it off my shoulder right you just eating it just thanos is just going hey you know when thanos was beating up the hope and he <laughs> <laughs> bro just, just eating it <laughs> yeah then you look back and you're like, huh. Ah, all right. That, you know, that wasn't okay. I have some issues to work you know? through. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead, Tony. I even remember like um in high school, like um, you know, having having a lot of white people around me say, like, oh, you're such a nice nigger. Um and like Yikes. Yikes. you know you're you're not like the other right um other ones and it was right. like I I would go home and be like ask my mom who is white well, what's in there because uh, right. I I didn't understand she was like don't ever say that again and that right. was it and it was like that doesn't help me. <laughs> like, yeah, right, right, right. I need right. to know why. All right. Um, yeah, but so like, you know, I think that's a common theme that we all have. It's like, yeah, you know, our parents just saying, don't worry about it. That's not who you are, but yeah. not explaining it, which exactly yeah. allows yeah. us to be like, okay, then it's yeah. not that big of a deal. Whereas like yeah. looking back now, it's like, Dang, that was real traumatizing. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, in the most common phrase that I grew up with, and I accepted, I just, probably the last two, three years, started correcting people, 
right, is, oh, Gabe, you're not black, right? Mm. And I'm like, why? I, and I, stop, I used to stop people. Now. Like, I started stopping people. I'm like, what? so why do you, why do you say that? Does, why do you think I'm not black? You know, mm. um, what makes me not black? It's, oh, well, you don't talk a certain way. You don't act a certain way. You don't dress a certain way. And I was like, so what is that? That's more than a stereotype, right? That means all in your head, all things bad is black, yes. right? It's predominantly yes. black. And white people have a monopoly on proper education, proper speech, proper dress. Yeah. And I'm like, that's incorrect. I said, you can't remove my blackness because I'm educated. I was like, because I'm educated? I was like, no, there are educated black people just as much as there are educated white people. There's well-dressed black. I was like, you didn't coin higher ed learning, higher intellect, best dress. And I'm like, do you want to th- really like understand, grasp the concept? Even if I just like, just to say that in general is, is like at its base right mm-hmm. is okay we're all equal yada yada but if we really want to dive into history you know how much y'all stole from black people wow you yeah. want to talk about you it you want to talk about the dress right now i said y'all think y'all made suits right don't even get me started yeah. yep. y'all remember y'all know the gucci man dude that used to peel off little um used to get louis bags and gucci bags and make clothes from it in in the bronx Mm-hmm. And Louis Gucci Dior, all them sued him because he was making. He used to make clothes for NWA, um, uh, like all these uh, Jay Z, Puffy, all these uh, big rappers and artists, and they sued him because he was doing what they wanted to do, but it, he they didn't have no credit, right? And they just weren't doing it, you know. And now, like Gucci hired him, he's like their top designer or whatever, all this stuff. But you talking, you know, 40, 30, 40 years later. You know, but well, and and like we also get that in the black community. Like, I I remember, you know, uh, with a lot of black people, if I talked too Mm -hmm. proper, Mm -hmm. I was too white, right? And and like, there's this idea of like you gotta earn your black card, right? Of like. Right. Being black isn't just something you are. Right. It's something earned by right. do you understand the struggle? Do you talk upon right. like right, right? Um can you hang? You know, are exactly. you good athletically? Yep. You know, can, yeah. you, can you ball? You know, all this stuff that that made you black, correct. You know, yep. we ain't absolved from another. Me and Conrad used to get in some some tiffs about that too, you know, like about how angry and frustrated I am just as I'm just as angry at the black community yeah you know if not more because in 2022 I I I was I think I sent this I think I sent this to Conroy I if I'm being if if we if we want to reflect let's reflect and talk about what we had to do growing up and then discuss how it has affected us and molded us to who we are today and Mm. how we can how we can make sure our kids don't go through the same things, right? That's yes. why, that's yes. the only reason I will entertain a conversation about my past because I want to make sure when we, us three have kids and are, are raising um, the next generation that they're not affected by that, right? And mm, then yeah. 
there needs to be a solution, right? What are our next steps? Are we just going to complain about it? Or are we going to create a plan of action that uh, is a part of the solution of making actual change? You know, and that's where yeah. I am. I'm just not going to march and scream from the hilltops and not do nothing about it, you know, because yeah. the true power is is in us, yeah. right? Yeah, it's what we can do. You know, I'm like, I heard this dude, excuse my language, but the dude on TikTok, he was like, yes, I'm going to get a lot of flack from this. He was like, but F BLM, F um, what, what's going on right now, F this. He said, because I don't care what white people want to do with it. I don't care what we want to march about and say, he said, but black, black need to be about black, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Black, because every culture is doing it. Asian culture is all right. They, they first of all, they they're they the ride best. for each other. They yeah. they they the best at it right yeah. now, hundred percent. Right, Spanish people and Hispanics in a way, right? Like they're very very tight knit and family oriented. Right, yeah. you're not gonna rip a, a Spanish family apart unless it's like something drastic, you yeah. know. Uh, and then white people obviously have been a part of creating generational wealth that. Years how centuries yeah yeah they don't care them is the purest form of evil because they don't care who they kill or hurt or destroy to Mm -hmm. get it yeah right and i was thinking today and i was like man all these people that were were on the precipice or are sewing into the black communities and uplifting black communities nipsey hustle uh pop smoke notorious to Tupac, all these people that were could be influencers bob marley even you know cancer or whatever you you quote unquote all these people that had these issues or got killed all this stuff i'm like how you know these ain't higher hands how you you know these aren't people that were were placed uh uh to like hey man like we can't let them we can only let them get so far or only Mm -hmm. be so much influential or uh, influential you know what i mean because yeah you know and even if they aren't if and if if that isn't it's even more sad because it's like black people he's helping you they're helping you right Mm -hmm. nipsey hustle was creating strip malls with high-end uh um suites in them and black for black owned businesses you know i've been i've been to um yeah his 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 uh shop and it's just like there, he's helping you. <laughs> yeah. What, like, why are we? I don't care what side of you know. Uh, uh, I heard a uh, one of my one of my mentors, white guy, was just bold to me. He was like, "He's like, hey, bro, this is what my frustration is with, um, not just let me. I'm gonna point out the black community because I'm talking to you specifically, right? And he said, "Why in the hell are we?" defending a corner that we don't own mm. right why am i defending a street that is not mine doesn't belong to me right but i gotta defend it's it's gotta and obviously not all black people are gangsters but right but if we're talking about where wow. the book stops short yeah right why am i defending a block that ain't that don't belong to me yet? when you dead and gone the next person is gonna claim the gonna block, take the block like, right yeah. right and then at the end of the day, say all all black people are white from it, which is what happens, right? You go to Charlotte, North Carolina, and 
they're being eradicated from the cities and they have the most highest value property in the in the city and now it's being taken from them and they no longer even on the block yeah <laughs> you know Man. so it's like what are we what are we holding to you yeah know? so it's all these layers that it's impo- it becomes impossible to peel back you know you know you you brought up a, a lot of a lot of things you know mm. from uh, microaggressions which i feel like mm. we we've all experienced to right. to you know going through and 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 having these hard conversations because i think it is important that we have these hard conversations yeah. um with each other and with our counterparts um like you were saying because mm. it's going to allow change to happen Right. And, and, right. I, and I think about you, you mentioned one thing that I think is so huge when it comes to um, the black culture is mm-hmm. about black people riding for black people. And I think in, right. in the black community, you know, kind of as we're as we're kind of diving into this, I think we don't always ride for each other. It's more of this mentality yeah. of like, I'm going to get mine right. and, I, and I have to get mine right. and y- you're going to pull me down. So. Right. I'm going to get mine. Right. And good luck. So right. how, how right. important is, is the, is the black dollar? Cause, cause mm-hmm. we talked, you, you kind of alluded to it, but how important do you think the black dollar is in revolving that in the black community? Bro, it is the, if COVID showed us anything, proved to us anything, black people are the most essential workers on in America, at least. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. The most essential, they hold, they held o- almost 70% of the essential jobs. So the jobs that were required to maintain working through COVID was held by minorities, minority employees, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that told me nurses, cashiers, uh, uh, small business, business owners, <clears throat> you know, all these necessities that we needed to go to. <clears throat> to have a normal day-to-day life even through a pandemic right uh my minorities and specifically african-americans are the biggest don't donors they're the biggest faith-based donors they yeah. have all these these records of being givers right and i'm like and this is gonna hit a, a chord for some people i'm like stop giving your last dime to your church Stop giving your last dime to Kwame, whoever. Stop sowing these seeds inappropriately Mm. to to the takers of society. Do I believe a church can uh, be fruitful and sow into the community? Absolutely, because I've seen it done, right? The right church. Mm -hmm. So I'm not talking about the good standing um, faith-based churches who have a good handle on their finances and are open and transparent with their community, right? And sow that seed back into their community. I'm talking about the abusers, right? Mm, yeah, of yeah. knowing that we are such givers, right? And abusing our generosity, right? I mean, yeah, Paul said it. it to the, mm-hmm. Paul said it to the church. I, I, I'm trying to remember uh, what church he was talking to, but he was like, um, the, to the church that was given like their last, last of everything. I said, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grateful that you are giving me your, uh, I'm grateful in your gener- generous giving, but do not neglect your responsibilities. Yeah. Right. 
he said and it, it allows him to do what he he was doing but he still had to tell him you're neglecting your responsibilities which is to yeah. yourself mm-hmm. right for one to to eat to clothe and to your kids to your spouses don't neglect your your responsibilities in your generosity continue to be generous but do not neglect these these things that he's commanded uh of you as well you know mm-hmm. um so it's to, it's not not to be generous but it's to understand those responsibilities as well you know so it's layers yeah 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 and i, and I think it goes i get, i think that it goes down to financial literacy you and right. i talked about this Yeesh. yes sir. We've, we've had so many long talks and drives about like how important financial literacy yeah. is yeah. and how far behind mm-hmm the black culture is yeah. and yeah you know we've had numerous conversations about different business ideas mm-hmm. different things yeah. but it's like we are having these conversations mm-hmm. but a lot of our friends family members would never yeah and it, yeah. i think it's the speak a little bit on how important financial literacy is and how much it has changed the trajectory of your life everything I'm 28 and I think I'm, I think I'm unsuccessful, right? I think I'm, I don't think I'm where I need to be, all this stuff. And I had one of my friends, one of my good friends who's like a big 10Xer and he like, you know, is trying to do all these things. And he like looks at, you know, my books and what we do. And, and he's like, he's like, bro, I don't know who, I don't know why you tell yourself this is that but you are all right bro <laughs> like, for, for, for sorry i just turned 29 he's like, it's for 29 he's like i don't i don't know why you think you need to be anywhere else right and that's a, that's that's a part of like the mentality that you know i grew up in in culturally right it's like it's yeah. never enough you know and the you can't go back mentality um but then it's also, um, you know, I grew up with the mentality of always, first of all, in predominantly white communities, but it was always to ask questions as well, right? Yeah. My mom always told me, hey, you, she, she took me away from a majority black schools because she thought if I did better in an all white school, it would be, it would look better. Right. Mm. So she always made it seem which is true. Like, which which <laughs> Unfortunately, is true, it's true. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, but she made it seem like the the consequence of that is like that white people always had the answer. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, they did. At the time of our growing up, they did have yeah. all the answers. They yeah. had the answers to how to get a mortgage, how to invest early right? How to house hack, right? How to do all these things that none of us understand, right? And, you know, yeah. while my mom is, is clinging to her first house that she could have flipped and turned and all these things 10 times over, you know, I'm on my third, you know, like it's, you don't, there's, it's a ment- a mental switch that I could only have gotten from, you know, my white mentor who did it before me at that Mm -hmm. time, right? Today, I think Mm -hmm. we have a lot of any racial, any race, you know, doing things, you know, sending sending information out there. But the best quote I heard recently, 
because my grandma at 75, 76 years old said it for the first time. I've talked to her every week. She's like, you know, my ride, she ride or die. She knows me, understands me, but we have so much pride and independence in our family that where it drives them to be so stubborn, right? For change and for progress and growth. But she said to me, she said, we were raised to be so independent, so, you know, headstrong, so uh, uh, singular driven for ourselves that mm-hmm. we are all, all referring to herself and her and her like her kids. We are all independently broke. Wow. You know? And wow. it shook me to my core. Wow. Because yeah. I said, this is so true. And she said, you have taken what we have all failed to do and continue to fail to do and snapped it in two. Because every time I talk to you, you ask me to, hey, let's do this business together. Let's open this account together. Let's do this together. And I say, no, no, no. And I, even though I know I could just say yes, I still don't. Yeah. And that's why I'm still broke. But, wow. and because we say no, you go to, all your friends and all your friends get to prosper from from benefiting from each other it's not me singular yeah right yeah, yeah. it's all of us together that it's are a po- building a poverty something. mindset absolutely yeah, yeah. you know Man. which i which i think is um it's it's so detrimental detrimental mm-hmm. in in the black community about this poverty yeah. mindset it's why the rich stay rich yeah and the poor stay poor. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Man, that's so good. Gabe, um, talk yeah. to me about uh, your relationship. I see you have a wedding ring on. Yes. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So I'm married to is my wife. Hello. Oh, she's been here the whole time? Yeah. Hello. No, I, thought, just, I thought I thought I sat down. What up, Jazzy Fresh? Yeah. <laughs> I got my headphones on. <laughs> Um, marriage is everything, you know, I I think, you know, uh, she's my biggest support system, having a woman that supports you as a man is in it, in of itself, the most powerful, Mm. especially as a black man. If I married a woman that put me down, didn't support my my wife has been telling me to quit my job, my day job when I had it, you know, two, three years ago for since I married her, you know, don't need to be doing it. You need to work for yourself. And for someone to push me to seek my dreams is, is huge, especially in, in marriage. Right. You know, um, you know, our interracial marriage haven't, we haven't had massive, hurdles right we're in a benefit of living where we live you know and um you know most of our you know arenas or friends are similar you know um Mm -hmm. so we don't have many of those hurdles while we see it you know occasionally you know it's more in passing or nonverbal. you know certain cues here and there which i used to catch very early in our marriage right Mm -hmm. um but it's become where we've become more molded together 
Um, and I think someone told Jasmine early on, uh, I don't know, I don't remember if it was my mom uh, or somebody else was just like, marrying a black man doesn't, it doesn't stop with, oh, hey, we're married or whatever, yada, yada. But it doesn't, it doesn't stop with I do. A couple of things. No, it doesn't. You know, you actually, you essentially have to accept the role as a black woman, right? And she said that to say you become his shield and sword when he is not present, you know? Mm, um, wow. Because, good. because while you are not black and you can't act black, you can't feel the same weight of uh, his, the racial injustice that he could experience, you're his defender in that, you know? And that's so good. You know, um, and then the the next layer was, unfortunately, if the world doesn't change, when you have kids, your kids will be black, right? So it's not like you know when she sees her kids, she just sees her kids, right? And she may not put a, a a race a race on them, right? Or if she does, what she would allude to, oh, he's our baby is half me and half my husband, right? but the world only sees them as black, yep. yeah. you know, they only see Tony as black, yeah. you know, they only see me as, as black, you know, you as black. So uh, I think those things, Jasmine, my wife has like evolved tremendously in, in and we have just become singular as opposed to two opposing force, forces trying to mend a life together, you know? Yeah. So Man, it it sounds like y'all had this beautiful relationship. Now, yeah. what what was that journey like to get there? Because I'd yeah. assume when y'all first met, it wasn't that yeah that instinct. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was it was her, her and her family. Like specifically, like her mom yeah. was, you know, just like she wasn't. Obviously, they're not racist, but she was just like how do you say like hesitant for lack of better words like no not not even hesitant just like ignorant you know mm. like just like really okay here, here's a here's a great example we have a political discussion first person she brings up is Candace Owens you know like like none of us like none of us listen to Candace Owens like she does not speak for the black community at all right I no. don't even for me on my side where I'm very in the middle, she's still an extremist, right? Yeah. You no, know, yeah. I don't take to Democrat or Republican. I take to whatever's just and right and equal for all parties because I think most of us can benefit from an equal legal playing field, yeah, right? Like there's a lot of things that I agreed with that Trump did politically, you know? And I was like, even though it doesn't, just because it didn't say specifically, hey, this is for you black people, he he made a bill that I could benefit from. And I did tremendously, you know? And I just took that and I gave it to the black community. I said, here's a bill that he passed for small businesses to take a tax cut. Here and here is this and use it. Right. So I think, you know, for uh them, I think it's still, but I think it's still uh ignorant to push a a man you know like trump who said some things did some things that really was was uh vindictive to the 
minority community, right? Like mm. acknowledge those before you praise him, right? Like, you know what I mean? Or just don't praise him at all because it's it was wrong, right? You know what I mean? Um, mm. And then the same thing with bringing up certain people in conversation that fits your narrative instead of, you know, listening to a very well-rounded or both sides of the aisles conversations, you know, like don't hand me a book that Thomas Saul wrote, you know, like those things are only fitting to your narrative as yeah. opposed to hearing, um, you know, the stories from myself or, you know, other people. You know, one of my first mm -hmm. questions to her was like, do you have any, sorry, my dog. <laughs> Young Louie. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get to his bed. Uh, uh, my first, one of my first questions to her was, do you have any black friends? And she paused for a second and I was like, okay, well, that's no. <laughs> so, <Wow. laughs> so I was like, and there's nothing wrong with like this year in, you know, Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, but not a lot of black so people passionate, there. Right, no, right, right. No. But to be so passionate about my community, right? And I say my community, even though it's our community, I say my community because you're pointing the finger at me and you're saying my people. So I'm gonna, okay, to be so passionate about my community, what grounds? <laughs> where is wow. where is your experience with us? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I am yeah, your first yeah. experience with us. Right? <laughs> which is which is a lot of people's story. Yeah. Right, right. Which is a blessing to you that it's me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Little, You're so right. So, it could be anybody yeah. else. Yeah. Talk been, about it. It could have been a real nigga. Like, <laughs> it could have been a real one. And when you yeah. handed a real nigga watermelons, you would have got hands. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's so true. I think so often um white people will like look at us and be like, Man, like I'm not racist. Look at our friendship and it's like right. I don't want to be a token. Right. Yeah. right. Some other right. people in your circle. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like ain't right. not everybody, not every yeah. black person looks the same talks the same right. acts the same right. or has the same experiences like right. you and i gave we we i feel like a lot we, we have very unique experiences because mm -hmm. we grew up around a lot of white people mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. lived with white people mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. um and it's like almost like we can be chameleons and we can be the bridge right. the bridge in right. between because it's like when we around our black people, like we right. real, we, we real, know, right, right. But then right. when we're around like white people, it's like, mm -hmm. let me be the bridge to like. Right. It's, it's like, like yes. her mom, you're the her first experience. It's like, okay, yeah. let me ease you in. Yes, yes, right. Yes. Let me let me put my Clarks on and my jeans and a flannel <laughs> and go to church with you the first time before I wear my, you know, Jordans and Fear of God hoodie. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. And it's, it's crazy you, that we have to, we have to do that, you know, and that and, and no one else has to do that. No right, other right. culture on right. the planet has to do that. And that fact alone, I try to start there because it's it's a smaller thing to comprehend. Because if you bring up racial injustice, yeah, oh man, this has been years ago, decades ago, all this stuff. I'm like, it's not that long ago, but all right, go ahead, like, sure, mm -hmm. sure, but 
think about this. When I when I put on a hoodie in Jordan's, right, and I walk down the stairs and you said, Oh, you you're running that to church? I was like, We read the same Bible, right? The wow. Bible did say come as you yes. are. Come as you yes. are. Come on. I was like, how does my worship change by what I'm wearing? How does my exactly. reverence change because of what I'm wearing? Exactly. You know, and we it's it's because of your men you you mentally assume that what you have on and how you present yourself to God is the best way. Yeah. And it's not true. Yeah. Right? It's not true. And I I'm like, it's those, it's that mental shift that I try to start a lot of these bridging conversations in is how you look at me and view me and then look at yourself. How does that, uh, what role does that play in your opinion of Mm. me, right? Do I look like you? Do I act like you? Do all these factors have to come into play before you respect me, right? Or before you trust me or before you welcome me, you know, into your church, into your home, you know, all these uh, uh, arenas that are safe and comfortable for you you know we have to assimilate assimilate before there's acceptance and it's like exactly does it have to be that way well and and like not only do we have to assimilate but we got a code switch right right like right right. i i remember sometimes yeah (laughs) like i remember growing up with uh my white side of the family anytime i would go uh kick it with my pops like i would come back talking more black and like always reprimanded always and it's like dang like i want to experience more the black side of who i am and i don't get it often why is it so why am i so quick to be reprimanded and saying like don't talk like that like it's right. ask, not act. Right. And like that. Yeah. And I'm just right. like, dang. Right. Um, right. Let me let me be me. Right. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I, I, have a, I have a funny story about, you know, I have a funny story about Gabe, actually. Um, this literally happened maybe two months ago. We were we were on the phone talking, you know, him and I acting up like whatever. He gets a business call. <laughs> he gets a business call he's a dj so he's handling a lot of brides and, and stuff like this people like oh hold on, hold on hold on one second hi this is gabriel um <laughs> this is level up entertainment i was like talk about code switching but it's like it's so ingrained in us yes you got to that like you i don't even know to. no i think before you picked up the phone he's like hold on I'm about to put my white voice but it's like <laughs> It's like we ha- we have to yes. absolutely, absolutely, you know. And it, I, I get it, and I don't. Right? I let me tell you, I'm going to use every weapon that we have in our arsenal to be successful. Right? So that's the part I get. I get what I need to do to be successful. Is it fair? No, life isn't fair. I've accepted that feature. In fact truly right mm-hmm. one thing i have to, to sometimes what i what i go back to is what lebron said 
right? And LeBron, me and LeBron had love, hate, you know, but LeBron's still my guy because y'all got the same hairline. Can't tell me he don't put on, bro. (laughs) We're going through it together. We're going through it. It's a journey together. Oh yeah, it's for sure a journey. Journey to the past is going back to the past. Look, we we just salute different. We just salute different. That's all it is. That's all it is. Right? You know, Hmm. but he said, he made this comment, and I was like, yo, this is dope. He said, imagine a world where the projects don't exist, hard times don't exist for anybody. So there's so all these excuses and reasons why, or all these stories where they come from the gutter and nothing. What if nobody came from nothing? What if we just celebrated someone's amazing gifts and talents without bringing up their past and where they've been and mm. how hard it was? Because there was yeah. no difficulty in that version, just support, love, and, and you know, progression and, and a, and a, and a uh, a true tr- triumph in the gift that you have and hard work that you displayed because you can still be you know a hard worker because regardless of situation there's still adversity you know mm. um you know and that's one of the things that was brought up like well would you say that this experience you know you know made you or, or made you rougher or tougher i was like but there but on the contrary there are so many successful people that have had quote-unquote a easy life or at least a not so harsh one right you know meaning provided for uh can go to college just always knew that there op- there were opportunities the problem mm-hmm. with our community at its some of it at its core is not knowing of their opportunity you know yeah, yeah. you know not knowing that you would go to college not knowing that you can get a job and not worry about consequences of you know, you know, doing, uh, you know, things that are against the law, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, just, but, just the conversation you had with your grandma, like, right. Hey, let's, let's do this business venture together. Let's do this together. And she keeps saying no, but yeah. it's like, you are missing out. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like at what point do we tell ourselves what I am doing myself by myself isn't working. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, and it kind of helps me leap back to some of how we started when we started the conversation is, you know, um, do we, when we talked about like providing solutions, sometimes I get so frustrated with myself and my, our community is because I'm like, do we want change, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. do we want, just want to complain about the problems? Yeah. You know? Because once there's change, we can't complain about anything no more. Yeah. Let's tell you what. There's about Complaining 75. Is easy. Oh, easy, bro. Not even 75. What is it? Is it 45? 45 million Black Americans. And it's registered, right? It's only 45 million of us. Now, if the government was like, you know what? I'm going to break you off a piece. I'm going to give you about 1 million per family, right? As a part of your reparations. Because... I used to not think it'll work, but here's the truth. Every, every, uh, every race that has race or 
um, culture that has been, you know, persecuted has received reparations. Yep. Right. Except yep. Black America. Right. Because they don't, the reason why they haven't, because it's not an amount. You can't, they cannot quantify and they don't want to say, okay, so Black people actually built United States of America. So mm. how do we pay, how do we pay y'all yeah. back? Yeah. How do we pay you back? Yep. The banks that we have, the land that we have, our whole structure was based off of free labor yeah. for centuries. Mm. Yes. How do we pay you back? They can't. You can't quantify it. So to entertain that conversation opens up a whole can that yeah. they're unwilling to do because it yeah. destabilizes the whole structure that they built. Yeah. Man, that's you know that's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gabe, I have a another question. As you yeah. wrestle with your blackness, mm-hmm. how did your faith in in Jesus inform your blackness? What do you mean? Like how how do you invite Jesus into mm-hmm. the struggle in challenge that you face when you wrestle with your blackness it's a solid question i guess i don't i don't think about it that way because i know he doesn't care right i know meaning i my skin color is irrelevant to my faith right mm-hmm. um i know i think if I talk about like where I struggle sometimes is okay, this faith was received during slavery, right? Like the Christian faith was introduced during slavery and it was used to actually restrain and constrain a group of people when at times they outnumbered their masters, you know, 10 to one, you know, on the same plantation, but Christianity was used to um, make stable, docile, um, easily mind-molded humans, you know, to do what they want with, you know? Um, So I wrestle with that at times with my faith, right? Like, this is when this Christianity began for African-Americans. But if I'm thinking just my relationship with Christ and my faith, I his my skin color is irrelevant and I know nowhere in scripture I'm separated from the, the next person right mm-hmm. my I, I'm not different as much as the white person next to me might would think so I'm not any different than them and his gift isn't any greater than mine you know if actually if anything my mansion in heaven would be bigger than yours because y'all people's up you know <laughs> <laughs> no I, I I I guess I get where you're coming from now that you put it that way, because it's like yeah. it, it is irrelevant because, mm-hmm. you know, he he loves us all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think about like. Some of the things that we, we've gone through, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and, you know, we we've talked about how, you know, from those moments when we were a kid getting, mm-hmm. you know, called the N word and, and then just being OK with that, mm-hmm. I think what where i've had to really like wrestle with with jesus about is Mm. like 
obviously all through 2020, you and I had so many conversations is like, okay, what does this look like for me? And then he's just like, how am I supposed to be a Christian first? Right. But still rep, still rep the culture, like heavy, like what, what, what does that look like? And I, and I think you kind of alluded to that um, uh, earlier about like, it kind of comes down to to change, you know, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not just you know chanting and, and all this stuff, but like looking at it through a biblical perspective, which I think is kind of you know right. based on the conversations you and I have had, that's kind of how you go about it. You know, you you look at it through a biblical pr- perspective first, and then you're like, and also, I'm real black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like. I I even struggle with that though, y'all. Like, I I don't think our skin color is irrelevant to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, because he knew what he was doing when we were created. Now, like, I think when when Jesus looks at us, mm-hmm. he doesn't see our race. He sees our right. ethnic heritage. Right. But I don't think our race and their struggle we've been through is irrelevant yeah yeah Mm. this that's i kind of i kind of still get torn you know because it's like if i look at new testament right if i get if i get too warped in it too long if it's if maybe irrelevant is a strong word to use to describe how he feels about it right how Mm. he's because again none of us can talk about how god feels about it but it is, it, it, at its capacity, it's like, it doesn't matter in how he can use us, right? Is what I mean to say by irrelevant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like my skin color doesn't matter based off of what he has for me, right? Yeah, it's the same. It's the yeah. same for yeah. my wife as it is for me, right? That's what I mean by my skin color is irrelevant because the gift is the same for everybody, right? Yeah. And then, you know, because I, I can't get too wrapped down the road of like kind of similar to what you were saying like you know he he knew what he was doing when he made us um because if i if i warp myself in that mindset it's like so you made us just to be slaves at some point you knew at some point we'd be slaves right and he did it to the you know the jews you know he did it to the um uh, egyptians uh, he did it to the Mayans, all these different groups of people who were treated less than, and he made me. And knowing yeah. that factor would, or that moment in history would happen, um, that's sometimes, that would be tough to, um, you know, kind of reason with. Without, Even though he did it for himself too? True, you know, but I'm thinking yeah 33 years if i'm thinking i'm thinking 33 years i'm like and that and let's say 10 of them were like horrible but you got centuries of different groups going through it just to come to a place where mate we're we're all right today like yes it's the it was the ultimate sacrifice i'm not belittling the gospel right yeah oh yeah his his sacrifice you know and what it meant what it means and what it meant to sacrifice and so that we can get to a place where we can have this open relationship with him, you know, and I'm not 
I'm not also, I'm not separating the fact that man is, mankind is evil and sinful, right? So he didn't make us to be, if I'm being, if we're being just like, all right, let's take a step back. He didn't make us to be slaves, right? He make us to have, a, to be, have free will and choose him with the free will, right? He made yeah. us to be in the likeness of him to give us, you know, complete dominion and authority on earth and use that power to glorify him, you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess at the end of the day, that's what it's about as opposed to what happened to groups of people that, you know, were made by God, you know? Yeah. So, no, yeah. I, no, that's fair. I just, I think so often when we're in these white spaces, yeah. We forget that Jesus mm-hmm. looked a lot like us yeah. and, and knows the struggle of mm. not being seen, of being oppressed. Mm. And yeah. so, like, I I think that's where I go when I mm. bring up the Lord. It's like, yeah. yes, it was only 33 years, yeah. but he gets the struggle and he's yeah. not white. Right. Yeah, I think that's that was like the most one of the most trending things on TikTok that I laugh at the most. It was like, "What is not in the Bible?" And people are like, "White people." <laughs> Just so y'all know, right. <laughs> no, it, it's so true. So Actually, um, I don't know if you guys know SL, but mm. uh, in one of his tracks, he says, "Do you know how unlikely it would be to find?" a white man walking around in uh, Jerusalem in the first century. It's like Bigfoot riding a unicorn over a rainbow. <laughs> right. We, 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 we deep. We real deep. <laughs> oh, man. Man, there's, there's you dropped so many dimes, so many gems, and there's so much more we could, we could, we could talk about, but I wanted to, to go into our next segment, which is rapid fire. So we're going to ask you three questions okay. and rapid fire. So like the first, first thing that comes to your mind, granted y'all it's late. So I don't know yeah. what I don't just so y'all no know brain cells. He has no brain cells. So that y'all get raw no. and uncut. He said, this is Kanye vibes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Before pills, pre pills. <laughs> I ain't taking it. All right. Let, let's Jump straight into this rapid fire. What you got from Tom? Um, what is bringing you joy right now? Titties. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, he just looked at his wife. That is crazy. She's sitting right. Is she still sitting next to you? She is. She <laughs> and he, she can't. She can't. <laughs> Bro. Oh, I told you, wrong, uncut. uncut, uncut, bro. Wow. See, okay. When you married Next. is when you married is wholesome. People, it's wholesome. <laughs> a gift from God. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Next question. When was the last time you didn't feel enough? I don't know. When I was a kid. Okay. Okay. It's, I, remind it's my, I remind. I remind my wife all the time when the best daggone thing that happened to her. I will never, let him know. I will I will never concede that I'm a bad husband. Never. <laughs> I'm so good. I cook, I clean, I provide. <laughs> I'm wonderful. You're welcome. I still want to see those titties later though. 
Oh, man. All right. This last one. What is something that most people don't know about you? Bro, I'm I'm country. I ride horses. You are very country. I love country. me some horses. That's what's up. That's true. I, I forgot about a, that. On a ranch and a farm any day. Any day. I used to, used to be in rodeos, wrestle steer, whole thing. Wow. That's he, crazy. He's real country, y'all. Just so this mm-hmm. so y'all know. Mm-hmm. Um, before we wrap up our time, Gabe, how can people find you, support you? Yeah, yeah, man, find me on the IG at DJ underscore G baby. Uh, follow my business at level up ent. If you need a DJ wedding DJ, if you need a youth conference DJ, that's me. Reach out to me, let me know. I'm doing a lot of conferences this year. Um, if you want to just create a good wholesome vibe for the young kids, you know, uh, we have some preaching, we'll have some, you know, dancing, just like some good, clean fun for everybody uh, to enjoy. Um, but yeah, man, let me know. Gabe, thank you so much for hopping on. This Absolutely. was an awesome episode. We'll definitely have to get you back on later you episodes. You have so many yeah. gems, so many dimes. So we appreciate Bro, you. Let's yeah, talk about sneakers. Thanks, man. All right. Yeah, we'll Love do a guys. sneaker. We'll do a sneaker <laughs> one. All right. Much respect. Appreciate you guys. All right. Peace. 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 Oh my God. Wow. Yo. Wow. This man just dropped bars. Bars. Yeah. It it was amazing to me how like he really hit home on on this idea of like what does it look like for us to be about black and like mm. ride for each other because you know when he talks about like us you know you even said I'm gonna get mine and like I think it's so true and I think man just black people being for each other would uh, just really changed the game. Yeah, I mean, he, he he mentioned a lot about how other cultures are always riding for each other, and it, it's time. It's time for black people to step up and to ride for each other and to set higher standards for each other. Um, he dropped so many, so many gems, and hearing his story, even his his gems about. Him and his his wife, you know, for all the married folks out there, he, he's on his grown and sexy right now. So <laughs> it was it was fun, and I, I'm so excited, I'm so glad that you guys got to got to uh, tune into that. Tony, was there anything that challenged you? Um, I know there was one, there was one part that um, kind of you pushed back a little bit on. Um, what did you think about it? Yeah, I I. I thought his further explanation of talking about like his skin color being irrelevant uh, to Jesus made sense. Yeah. Um, but I I pushed back initially because I, I think I think so often we hear that in the um, in the uh, church of like oh your skin color doesn't matter mm. and it like gives way to this color blindness ideology and like 
I I knew I knew Gabe wasn't getting at that, but I would be afraid that like some of our listeners could take that to weaponize intake out of context. If that makes sense. No, that was good. No, his explanation definitely kind of explained um, it further. So I love that you you pushed back, and that's what this is about, you guys. Being authentically us, it's it's about the the pivots in life. It's about the the pushbacks, the the things that we. It's literally being authentically you means that exactly, and sometimes being authentically you doesn't match up with what the world says or what um, even a friend might say. So I appreciate that, Tony. I appreciate Gabe so much. And I'm so glad you guys got to tune into this. It was, it was amazing. Hi, like you got, you got a pole vault over that one. Absolutely. Well, guys, you know what time it is. Bing, bing, bing. Yes, it is friendship quiz time. And Tony, I have a question for you. Now you should know this, Tony. (laughs) This question here, you should know, because we've been friends. How long, how long have we been friends, Tony? Well, the real question is, when did you start liking me? Because that, that's pretty much. Yeah, you're right. Um, I started liking you my end of my junior year. So what? Tw- Twenty uh, two thousand and nine. So we graduated. Yep. In 10. Yep. Okay. So you haven't been liking me for too long. That's all right though. Um. So, Tony, what is my favorite? sport to play now you know me Tony uh, rugby that your final answer it is sir and your final answer is incorrect Tony come on man it's basketball basketball is my first love I, I'm just striking out you're striking out guys hopefully he'll get one of these right Tony you should know this I'm a Will Smith fan what do they do in Bel Air? What do they do on Fresh Prince? Hoop. Uh, okay, but you're you're mean in rugby too. So like, yeah, I'm just good at it. I I, I like it, but I love playing basketball. And you can ask my knees about that too, because my knees have have told me how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good. Y'all need to find better friends. Don't don't find a friend like me because I know nothing about this, man. It's all right. Improvement. We're learning every day. Hey, you guys are learning and growing with us. And that's that's what it's about. This is this is one big growth party. <laughs> well, guys, hey, um, we're so excited and, and thankful for all you guys who've been rocking with us on these past couple weeks. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you like the podcast, please, please follow us on your favorite platform, your podcasting app. Give us a rating, like, subscribe, share us, tell your friends about us, tell your mom and them about us. And um, hey, keep keep tuning in. We got guests on deck. We got um, a lot of fun topics. Our next topic we're going to be covering is going to be mental health. So you don't want to miss out. Until then, be authentic in everything you do. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Hello.